Welcome back to Couple of Idgits. This is your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the CW show Supernatural. Of course, I say CW show. It's on Netflix now. That's where we're watching it. And that's where you can watch it and follow along with us each day. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always... This is wife, Penny. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing today? Good, good. We had a whole day of rain yesterday, and wow, look at this weather outside today. I know. It's supposed to be sunny and in the upper 70s, lower 80s. Like Harley quit eating the futon. Uh, stop. <laughs> Sorry, Harley was eating a... a Podcast a interrupted by the dog eating a blanket. Yeah. Don't do that, <laughs> She's possessed. Now she's, okay. giving me, now she's giving me the side eye. Yeah, that dog gives everyone the side eye. She's famous for it. No kidding. Anyway. So it's a show called today called Shadow. Um... Did you see the uh, promotional poster for this show before it came out? You mean this episode? Yeah, this episode. There was actually like a specific graphic that they put together for this episode. Well, I'm looking at it now on your computer, but no, I did not look at the graphic before. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Can we give this away now? Because, I mean, people saw this before the show was on. Right. Yeah, go ahead. So it's Sam and Dean. uh, They're they're forward-facing, looking... Sam looks particularly pissed off. Dean just looks his his regular smoldering sexy self. <laughs> but he then in the, the background, <laughs> in the background, though, is fat Negan peeking through the two of them. <laughs> better known as John Winchester. <laughs> fat Negan. Um, so if you just saw that poster when you first watched his show through years ago, would that have blown your mind? Would that have been like, oh, my God, John? Well, I know I would have just assumed that, yeah, John was in this episode hoping that they would be able to kill whatever, you know, killed Mary and Jess. No, so. it's not like we haven't had episodes without John in the past, but John's interactions with the boys is very limited, or yes. if not none. I mean, he'll be like talking to someone and the boys will walk by. Right. The last time we saw him was the episode Home, where they were in Lawrence, and he was with the psychic, Missouri Mosley, and... Um, she was kind of yelling at him for not, not talking to the boys while they were there. Yeah, I guess. And what's nice is this is episode 16. I think that there's 22 episodes this season. Yes. And so kind of as a fan, you know, we aren't going to spend the entire season with Finding Dad at the last episode or something dumb. Because I feel like they're really starting to stretch this whole hunt for Dad out. So this was a really good episode to touch base on that whole storyline. Yes, um, it really is. And the thing is, um, we see John here and there once again. Not a lot, like Dan says. I don't, he doesn't really interact with the boys a whole lot. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. So the episode starts out. There's a lady walking down the back alleys of Chicago. And we know it's Chicago. Well, not just because they put the title below, you know, the, the uh, words on the bottom <laughs> of the screen. Yeah, but... but Blues music. Is right. Chicago really that known for blues music? If you show a big city with some blues music, is like, is it supposed to be Chicago right away? I'd assume New Orleans for blues music. I think That's New Orleans jazz, is though. jazz. Yeah, you're right. New Orleans is more jazz. Uh, I don't think I've ever been at a Chicago blues club. I should probably do that once in my life since we live two hours away. Yeah, you probably should. It's not that far from where we live. So we see this lady running down the back alleys, it's there, and it's a typical big city back alley. Just tons of garbage and crap everywhere. Don't people pick up? Isn't garbage day where they clean out the alleys? I never understood that setting. 
Because that doesn't happen in real life. Businesses clean out from behind. They got to get deliveries in. That's true. That's where they get the deliveries. <laughs> and to have their back door just cluttered up. It doesn't. It really doesn't make sense. But I understand to uh, people with urban naivete, they would see that as a typical scene. Uh, she's chased, and there's a giant like shadow man walking behind. The first thing I thought here was, it's going to be hilarious when they reveal whoever's causing the shadow to be a little short guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that gag. I think Seinfeld <laughs> did it in a couple of other shows where someone's running from a giant shadow on the wall and then when you actually see who it is, it's you know, it's Tom Thumb or something. Did they do it in the in one of the Austin Powers movies too, where Minnie Me was casting a big shadow? Yeah, I I, think that so. sounds about right too. I, I love that gag <laughs> and I was really hoping that they were going to uh give us a little bit of a comedy thing but nah we never do see what's casting the shadow no we don't and the girl goes up into her apartment she locks the doors sets her alarm and something comes in and all we see is a shadow in the wall of something in with like freddy krueger fingers who stabs her and commercial break right that's where we go to commercial it looks like it's gonna be bloody and we see the shadow draw back, and yeah, like Dan said, it's got Freddy Krueger hands, so we're like, ew, that's scary. Back from commercial break, we have combined our, uh, <laughs> I, I keep using the same joke with Progressive. I've combined home and auto. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I've given the Limu Emu an honest <laughs> gander. Uh, so the boys arrive back in Chicago at... Uh, or I don't say I said back in Chicago. I don't know if they were ever there before, but they arrive in Chicago to investigate some recent violent deaths. Right, because this is a, this woman that we saw killed was the second person that was killed in that manner. So they are dressed up and posed as employees of the alarm company that the woman used. I love the super that lets them in because they're like, she's like, you're doing a bang up job on those alarms. She's always giving them shit about what a crappy alarm company it is. That alarm is about as useful as boobs on a man, she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get the backstory that this lady, she wasn't going to work or wasn't answering her door or something like that. And, right. Uh, She'd been missing work. And so the employer called the landlord, landlady and she went up to investigate and then she could smell because the woman had been dead a few days and... Yeah, but how she put it, though, was kind of gross. She's like, oh, the smell. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> well, then she said that nothing was touched. Everything was fine. Doors were locked. They had to cut the chain to get inside. The alarm was still set. You're doing a bang-up job. Right. And, but poor Meredith. She was in pieces. Yeah, she was all over that apartment. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, of course, by then, the police were done with the apartment, as she mentioned to Sam and Dean when they first got there. So, Well, Sam and Dean want to take a gander around and look, you know, some more. So they kind of shoo her away to pull out their EMF meters. Right. Do you did notice I got two EMF meters now? I did not notice that. I noticed that this episode, Dean is the one that pulled it out of the bag and it went off right away. And Sam also on. has one. I did not notice that in yep. this episode. Sam also has one. And... I just want to take a little sideline here. When you make a little handheld electronic device with wires and doodads going everywhere and screens and knobs and circuit boards, you can put it in a plastic case. <laughs> It'll keep a lot better in a plastic case. The fact that they've built these items 
seems fairly sophisticated, and they don't put it in a $5 plastic box to keep it safe. Drives me nuts. Everyone that does, makes little electronics things puts it in a project box. Maybe they just didn't have the $5, you know, because it's not easy running credit card scams, as we find out in this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy making money. How do you make money? Credit card scams. And hustling pool. Pretty much that's how they do it. So, uh, the next night, oh, we got to go back to that blood. So, they notice uh, some blood splatters on the floor, and Dean gets some tape, and he tapes out a symbol. I got to tell you, those blood splatters on the floor, he could probably draw out any symbol. Yes, I did not think that they looked like they made that particular symbol either. It was just amazing. Maybe he's maybe he's psychic like Sam is or something like that. But they also mentioned that the woman's heart was missing. And so that what makes you think of possibly a werewolf because the landlady said her body looked like an animal had torn it to shreds. Yeah, just when you, you skipped ahead on me there for a second, I wanted to just pull up something real quick. The, the symbols on the floor. Have you ever seen the old black and white movie, The Giant Claw? No, I haven't. Okay, it's about a giant monster, like pterodactyl thing that's attacking airplanes. And then they, on this map, they plot out a bunch of random spots where the attacks were. And then just some guy looks at the board and goes, I got it. And he dry, draws like a big spiral connecting all of the dots. <laughs> To figure out that the giant claw is just going in sp- a spiral formation around America. Cool. Well, people that know about the giant claw will find that whole backstory hilarious. But I have never heard of that movie, quite honestly. <laughs> just bringing up, if you have a bunch of random dots, you can connect them any way you want to draw whatever they are. I mean, he probably could have, with that tape, spilt out ACDC for all we know. <laughs> Wish I'm surprised he didn't. <laughs> that would have been awesome. So they head over to the bar where this Meredith worked. Uh, They've had no luck on researching the symbol that they found on the floor. Dean goes and chats up the bartender. Um, Doesn't get any useful knowledge about Meredith. Does get her phone number, though. Good job, Dean. He's a bit of a ladies' man, isn't he? Yes, he's always getting those phone numbers from those sexy bartenders and waitresses. Suddenly, Sam spots the familiar back of a head. I'd say face, but no, she was facing away. It's our old buddy, Meg. How he noticed it was her, other than it being in the script, you're right, because of the fact that she had her back to them. And I'm sure there's a lot of women in Chicago who have that short blonde haircut. Hey, as a Beastie Boy said, he recognized that girly by the back of her head. I've never heard of that either. <laughs> I am dropping fantastic, popular... What's the word? Uh, pop culture references here. I mean, yeah, they're all 50 years old, but. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah. goes up, talks to Meg, um, the girl that, um, that Sam met before while he was trying to get out to California. And we know that this Meg girl is creepy right away because at the end of that episode where we met her she stabs a guy in the neck and then uses a face goblet as a cell phone to talk to someone right so we know that she's not probably there just by coincidence well it isn't just us that's suspicious about her sam is also highly suspicious that it's not just a coincidence so while sam goes to keep an eye on her dean goes back to the hotel room i think to do some background research right because they wanted to make sure because she said her name was meg masters from andover maryland so sam wanted dean to go see if that was possibly a a real person or not 
and to see if maybe he could get some more better luck on finding out what that symbol was all about. Yep. So Sammy's sitting outside in the Impala, peeping in the windows, creeping on her while she's changing clothes. Dean gives a call, though, and lets know that her story checks out. There really was a Meg Masters from Andover, Maryland, so at least we know that she's legit. Now, did he also have a photo of her to verify that it isn't just a stolen identity? No, he didn't. So you're right, that could have been someone that stole her identity, but at least the name and, and local, or the city and state. Oh, Lord, now I'm having trouble talking. The name, city, and state did match what she told Sam. Well, while he was on the computer looking her up or however he did that he also uh blew in a call to his dad's friend caleb who gave him the whole rundown on that symbol yes and it is oh i didn't a protozoic symbol of some sort and what it is it's for protozoic proto what is what is that word that he zoroastrian oh zoroastrian (laughs) i don't know i have no idea I don't know. I don't know my old-timey terms. So anyway. It's a sigil for a de- deva. Deva, which is a shadow demon. So that's why when the woman, her name was Meredith, got killed, we did not see any creature. We just saw a shadow, a scary, scary shadow. Yeah, these things are bad. They're said to be uh, kind of like demon pit bulls, and they're kind of hard to control. They'll mess up the people that call them. They'll, they'll bite the hand that feeds them, as uh, Dean says. Well, Sammy then, um, Meg, puts on clothes, then walks to an abandoned warehouse. Somehow she goes right up to the top floor, and Sam then crawls up the inside of the elevator. Right. It looked like he tried to go up the stairs, but there's something blocking it. But I was also thinking, how the heck did Meg get up there without having to crawl up the elevator shaft? Where Sam did crawl up the elevator shaft to kind of spy on her. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand how she got to the top and it took him a, a four-flight crawl. So he gets into this old-timey elevator shaft, crawls up the edge. Uh, he then witnesses her talking into that goblet, that blood goblet, I think is what it's called. Goblet of blood. <laughs> That's what it's officially <laughs> well, called, not a blood goblet. Don't get them confused. <laughs> there are two different things, I'm assuming. Um So, yeah, she's talking into the goblet cell phone to a demon or something like that. She wanders away. I loved this then. Uh, The top of the elevator shaft, um, Sam wants to crawl out. The the gate is chained shut. Like, that chain is wrapped around three times and with a huge lock. But there is so much slack. There is plenty of room for anyone just to crawl right through. Really, I did not notice a chain. I just was watching Sam crawl through that that space. Oh, yeah. There's a huge, massive, heavy chain on there that nobody tightened up. They're just like, oh, we got 12 feet of chain to use here? All right. We'll just (laughs) loop it around twice, leave it wide open. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to do that. It looked like it was pretty much set up to prevent adults from falling through, but not toddlers. So... Well, Sam is a little bit bigger than a toddler. (laughs) Well, I'm saying like toddlers could fall through. They'd walk right under the chain. Right, right. Three and a half feet off the ground. That's true. Well, after all of this uh, poking around, Sam returns to Dean, lets him know what he saw. And Dean's got some of his own information. Both of these victims were from? Lawrence, Kansas. Dun, dun, dun. And as we know, that's where Sam and Dean are originally from. And that's where they were living when their mother got killed. 
Yeah, so they know, they feel like they might be close to the demon that killed Mother. Their mother. Mother, like it's her first name. Um, Dean then gives John a call and leaves him a voicemail. The boys prepare to do battle. They get a big duffel bag full of guns and holy water and whatnot. They don't exactly know what they're up against. Sam fantasizes what his life may be like after they kill the demon. They have this conversation here about how he's going to go his own way and they'll still be family. And it was all very heartbreaking and touching at the same time. How would you feel about that? I'm not really sure how I felt about it because the reason they were in that conversation is because Sam thought that possibly they're getting close to the demon that killed Mary. And if they were to be able to kill it, then they would, have, they would be able to stop hunting he could go back to school, Dean could ha- try to have a normal life, and everything would be great. Yeah, Sam thinks once they kill that demon, like, the show's over. <laughs> There's going to be nothing else to do, but um, Dean is far more, he's seen too much stuff, too much, too many other things unrelated that he's like, nah, I'll always be a bigger fish. Yeah, there's always going to be something to, for us to hunt and kill and people to save. And what? And or, people to save. Oh, save. I thought you said <laughs> say, and I'm like wait, I'm waiting for the next word. No, people to save the family business. So the boys go back to the uh, warehouse to do battle. They once again climb up the elevator shaft instead of using the stairwell that Meg uses. They get inside and start sneaking around, and then Meg instantly says, oh, boys, why are you hiding? So... Instantly, the jig is up, and they know that she's, like, demonic or something. They know there's something up with her. Well, Sam knew that when he saw her talking to the Goblet of Blood. Yeah, that's a (laughs) warning sign. Oh, this chick ain't right. So, the uh, Meg then commands the Divas. Devas? Deva. Deva. Is there one or two? It looked like there was at least two. Yeah, I thought that there was two. To attack them. So, the boys get scratched up. And there is a scene here that was painful to look at. Kudos to the makeup artist. The first scratch that Sam got to the face, it looks like it is real flesh that's been ripped and cut. It looked painful. Yes, it did look like something with Freddy Krueger claws just scratched his face. Not just a manner scratch, it, it was, was a deep yeah, scratch. It was just the initial wound the right before, because there's a commercial break coming up here, but that looks like real flesh that's been sawed into, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, that would hurt. <laughs> Could you imagine? They're sweaty, and there's dirt getting ground into it. <laughs> that would not have been fun, and no. your cheek cuts. Um, I think at that point, then, there's a commercial break and we come back because the boys are then tied up. They're restrained. They're coming to. Miraculously, that horrible flesh wound is now just a uh, surface scratch. No, it didn't look like just a surface scratch, but it didn't look. You're right. It did not look as bad as it did. It looked like, uh, like a half inch deep before, and now it just looks like a nasty cat scratch. No, I thought it looked worse than just a nasty All cat right. scratch, but... Yes, they come too, and Meg's there, and let's see, what does she do? She she reveals her plan that yes. it, that they are the bait for the trap. Yes, the that's right. Bait is to trap their father, John, because she said he seems to be vulnerable vulnerable around them, and he lets his guard down. So that's why she got them there to 
walk into the trap. And Dean says, well, my father's not going to fall for it, even if he is in Chicago, which she reveals, oh, he is in Chicago. She knows he's there. So Sam, or Dean still doesn't think that he's going to fall for it. Well, Meg then tries to, while they're tied up, tries to sex up Sam. Here's Dean have a knife. Um, so then she goes back over to Dean tied up, grabs his knife, throws it aside, goes back to Sammy to start sexing him up again. In the meantime, though, she asks Sam, like, did you do that to um, distract me from your brother's knife? And he's like, no, I've got a knife, too. And then he's cut free, shoves her off. They tip over the altar. The devas then grab Meg, pull her straight out the window and drop her to the pavement. And they're like three, four flights up, so it wasn't like it was just a little hop, skip, and a jump for her. No, no, she didn't just bounce off the pavement and run away. She looked like she her head was cracked open and she was all twisted up. Right. So they see her dead and they take off. They go back to their room, I believe. I guess. Yes, they did go back. After that, they go back to the hotel. Yep, they go back to the hotel room. Uh, you know, evil's dead. They're they're all done. And in their room, there is a shadowy, shadowy figure standing at the door. The boys pull out their guns, and it's... Dad! (laughs) What if they'd have accidentally shot Dad right then? They're about to Dang it, we've been looking for him so long! (laughs) Now he's dead. No, John Winchester, he's better. The boys are better than that. They They try not to hurt or kill humans, just monsters. Well, the problem is, though, is that everything that Meg has said has now come to fruition because their reunion is interrupted by a Deva attack. Right, and this time it looked like three of them because all three of them were thrown around and did not look good, especially for John. You could tell that they were intent on killing him. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, getting the hell beat out of him. Um, Sam says, like, hey, these are shadow monsters. Let's light them up. And he throws a bright flare in the middle of the room. The shadow, they called them shadow monsters. I guess these Davis can't stand bright light or something. They flee. Everyone runs out to the Impala. And then Sam's trying to get Dad in the car, and Dean's like, wait, Dad can't go with us. And Sam does not know why. And well, that's when Dean reveals, you know, Meg was right. Dad let his guard down around us. They, we almost got him killed. There is no way we can all be together. Yeah, Sam protests. John agrees. They go their separate ways. And so, yes, John leaves in his whatever pickup truck. The boys leave in the Impala. And as they're going down the street, running up from looked like a basement was Meg. Yeah, so she wasn't really dead before. It was totally a trap. Totally a trap. Now, I have to, this is what I had to look up when um, we first got done watching this episode. Dean made a comment to Sam about something of Michael Murray. Um, This was after Sam saw Meg at the bar. And in case you're wondering, that is for Chad Michael Murray, who was in a movie called House of Wax with Jared Padalecki, who plays Sam. They dropped Paris Hilton in a previous episode, because she was also in that movie, and Sam acts like he does not know what Dean is talking about when he brings these people up. When he really does, because he was in a movie with them. Anyway, that's my side (laughs) point or whatever. Fabulous. (laughs) And I also looked at Patricia Arquette and Jennifer Love Hewitt, because Dean mentioned who's a hotter psychic. 
Okay. Yeah. What movies were they all in? Well, then? Patricia Arquette was in a series called Medium. Yep. Okay. And Jennifer Love Hewitt was in a series called Ghost Whisperer. Oh. So. Yeah, I remember those. Those were Fox shows, weren't they? I'm not really sure. I I saw like maybe part of an episode of Ghost Whisperer, but it was too. Um, it seems a little foo foo. Yeah, you. that's what I was say. It was like uh, too lovey dovey for me, and I do not believe I've ever seen an episode of Medium. So, not really sure what that's. Uh, Did you see on Netflix? It looks like there's a new Buffy series. Were you ever into Buffy? No, I was not. Yeah, that's wild. I would have figured you to be a Buffy person. Because it's more comical, I don't really go for the com. Well, it's not comical, but Buffy in a way, it wasn't it is. comical. It was pretty dark, and then they had that spinoff of Angel that got even crazier. There was like angels and demons just walking around the world and like normal people, or something. As does happen. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe when we're done with Supernatural, we can move on to these other series. Just a second, my microphone's about ready to fall off. I don't know what's happening to him, but anyway, so that's when the um show ends this episode ends everyone go on their separate ways so next time tomorrow we'll see episode 17 which is called hell house so i'm assuming it's got something to do with the haunted house i'm not really sure i don't remember all right that sounds good um i always like to bring up things you know do you think that this can happen do you not think this could happen do you think that there could be a shadow monster that could drag you out the window yes Ooh, really? Like I said, I believe in evil spirits. Like, you know, I believe in angels and demons. So, yes, I do believe that that could happen. And they could physically drag you out. Yes, I do believe that. All right. Interesting. Do you? Uh, no. Well, I mean, you did have snock, snock, <laughs> sock snake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sock snake was a pretty big, and I don't know. Uh, that's just like the Western ghost stories. In Western ghost stories, ghosts can't physically hurt you but they can scare you into hurting yourself eastern ghost stories though they can like yeah pick you up and drop you down a flight of stairs or something so yeah some show i watched i don't know if it was happened to be supernatural mentioned about especially japanese ghosts that you don't want to mess with them because of the fact that they can do a lot of damage to you yeah, that tiny little island, you know, there's been hundreds of people dead probably every square mile. It's probably loaded with ghosts. Probably. They're all no, vying the, to be the coolest one. The coolest ghost on the <laughs> block, huh? <laughs> um, what else? Is there anything else in this episode that we haven't touched on yet? Nope. I don't think so. That's it. That's it. Um, I just want to remind our listeners, uh, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and join us there. We don't have too many people yet, but we'd love to strike up a conversation with our fans. And, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you found it on some sort of service. Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, blah, 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 blah. We also got a website, though. Uh, it's pretty handy to navigate through if you want to pick out any episode or go back to one. That's pretty schlick. And the name of the episode, or name of the episode, name of the website is coupleofidgets.com. Yep. And, and you can spell that either way. <laughs> you can either spell that the correct way or the incorrect way, like when I first set it up. Idgets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what can you do? So anyway, like Dan mentioned earlier, it's a very nice day out, so we're going to let y'all go here and enjoy the rest of your afternoon evening whenever you're listening to this 
Yeah, of course, they could be 20 years in the future and make a nuclear war. They're like, well, enjoy life. <laughs> we got to dig deeper underground to survive, lady. <laughs> well, hopefully that's not true, but yeah. <laughs> Best of luck in the future, man. <laughs> yeah. Nice knowing you. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.